Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Brought to you daily by Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. For the next 44 minutes, we have Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Here's how you can get hold of Brian. If you got a question for Brian, you can reach us on the River Curry Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063, or you can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We welcome back to the show, Brian Burke. Brian, how you doing? Hello, Brian. Did we lose you? Are you there? There we go. Now we have Brian. There we got Brian. Brian, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Thank you for doing this. And we should mention, you actually suggested this. So that's much appreciated. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, I got two quick ones, and then we'll open up the uh, phone lines again. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and you can text us at uh, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Darnell Nurse, we're having a conversation on him. Um, he's had a great start to the year, Brian. In the last four seasons, he's thirteenth in the league in even strength scoring by defenseman. He's in the top ten in scoring right now. He's seventeenth in the league in time on ice. What are your thoughts on Darnell Nurse? Well, I think he's a, a real rare combination of size and, and foot speed. Like, he's a real mobile guy for a guy that big. He plays with edge, and he makes good decisions. I'm not surprised by any of that. And Sam Bennett, uh, today he is a healthy scratch for the Calgary Flames. You were with the Flames when that organization drafted Sam. I believe you were, you were with the Flames. Were you with the Flames in 14, or did you – what year did you go? I'm yep. trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this thing has kind of, I'm surprised. I mean, you love the guy in the playoffs. Why hasn't, is it just that he can't play at that size for 82 games in the regular? What do you think it is that he hasn't been able to take what he brings in the playoffs into the regular season? Uh, you know, Robbie Niedermeyer was like that. Robbie was a really good player, but his playoffs, he always elevated his play. Some guys just do that. And Sam is a, uh, a valuable asset. He can play center or wing. He can move up and down your lineup and truly fit in. You know, he can play as high as the two hole on the left side or in the middle. Um, and he's a Viking. You know, the guy's a, he's unafraid. He's a big hitter and he can fight. So I always say when they talk about trading Sam Bennett, I say, imagine the playoff impact of not having him. It's like to me not having Darnell Nurse in the playoffs for the Oilers. I, I think Darnell Nurse brings an element that's just so valuable in the playoffs. And so um, he asked for a trade, is the rumor. Uh, Brad Trilliming said that's not true, but it looks like something might be afoot here because when they set a guy out, usually if they're close to a trade, they're not going to risk the guy in a game. So that could be that they're close to something. I tried to reach Brad right before we came out and said, you're going to ask me, and I couldn't reach him. 
Okay. 109 in Edmonton. The phone lines are already getting loaded up. So let's go to them uh, and maybe just here's the catch. I'm, I'm at the home office. Brendan's at the studio. Brian, one of, one of the catches for our listeners to know is when Brian gets going, don't interrupt, and away we go. We'll start with K-Jam. He's going to drop the puck on line number one. K-Jam, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Bob, and uh, uh, thanks for taking uh, a couple questions here, Brian. Um, regarding Nurse, I've, I've seen a little bit of speculation that he might be in the mix for Team Canada on the left side. I was looking a little bit, and aside from Morgan Riley, I don't really see any locks on the left side for Canada. I see a couple guys that are like power play guys, like Theodore or Shabbat or Gerard. Um, maybe one of those guys probably makes a team, but of the guys that um, are going to be playing a penalty kill role on the left side for Canada. Uh, where do you have Nurse in the mix between him and, like, Morrissey, Giordano, um, you know, Muzzin, and guys like that? Well, okay, Jim, you're going to be terribly disappointed to know that I don't spend a lot of time speculating on what the Canadian Olympic roster will look like, not till we get a lot closer. Um, I will say this. We had Doug Armstrong on Hockey Central today, and he was talking about you do have to take – different players for different jobs you can't take it's not an all-star team and so like i go back to 2010 when we won a silver medal we had tim gleason on that team and everyone laughed at me but he was our top penalty killer and he led our team in block shots so um i would say he's very much in the mix would be my reaction okay thank you very much k jam again your opportunity to uh fire away at uh uh brian burke you can reach us on the river Cree resort casino hotline 780-496-0063 let's go to jesse online too jesse how are you good how are you thank you bob and thank you burke uh just a couple quick questions there um how do you think the oilers need to prepare for a better uh, power play there well, I don't, I don't, I can't figure it out because it was the best in the league last year. Same people. So obviously, some some timing issue is is the question because we got the same personnel and they had the top power play in the league last year. So it's baffling to me. I'm sure it's baffling to the coaches. Uh, it should be stated they are nine for seventeen in the last five games. Jesse, you had a second question. Go ahead. Thoughts on Koskinen? Do you think he could maybe crack the uh, at least maybe a backup? Or what are your what are your thoughts on him making the uh, the 2022 Olympics for Finland? Oh, uh, I think Miko Koskinen has played better than he's getting credit for. Um, I think Edmonton had a tough start. I don't think their bottom six is delivered like they would. I don't think their D improved as much as they hoped they would. Uh, and I think he's borne the brunt of that. But um, I mean, that's a year or two out, right? Um, we'll take a look at that uh, a little closer. But Finland, for a country of, I think it's 4 million people, they sure produce goaltenders. There's a yeah. lot of them right now. Yeah, they got some good ones. All right, 780-496-0063. We're going to go to John on line three. John, how are you? Good, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Now, uh, Brian, I have a question about Adam Larson. And, uh, you know, he got traded, obviously, for Taylor Hall. And, you know, he didn't ask to be traded for a guy that was very popular. Do you think that's affected maybe his play? Because I know some people are not that crazy about Adam Larson, but I know you are. So that's my question, and have a great day. Yeah, a player should never be – Evaluated based on the trade. He's got no say in that. It's, it's like a draft pick. It's like someone say Sam Bennett won fourth overall, and the guy in front of him and the guy behind him have scored this many points. Well, 
he didn't ask Calgary. He didn't ask us to take him at four. So I, I think it's a good point. I think a lot of people started off with Adam Larson on the wrong foot in their mind, that it was a bad trade and they they didn't like the deal at all. I really like the player. I think I we felt it in Calgary that he shut down our guy our top guys better than anybody just about in the entire league. Like he's a good player. He's not flashy, but he's a good player. And uh, the people that are still holding us against him in light of the fact that it was a Taylor Hall deal, that's just not fair. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Thank seven, Thank seven, eight, yep, 780-496-0063. Brian, I literally have hundreds of texts. I want to get to some of them here. Again, you can jump back in if you want to uh, have a quick uh, question for Brian. We'll start with Mitch. Uh, Bob, can you ask Brian Burke if he was moving Sam Bennett, who would he target? By, uh, what would make sense in terms of a potential trade? Well, the, the biggest issue is where are you going to trade him? Because you still got a 14-day quarantine if you trade him to the States. So whatever player comes back, even if they like they tried with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, they brought him in on a private plane and put you know, negative tests, the whole thing, and they asked the government to, to waive or reduce the quarantine, and they didn't or wouldn't. And so that's number one. Are you trading him in Canada? Or you're trading him to the States. Because if you're trading him to the States, you're taking a player out of your lineup for 14 days, uh, assuming he can get over the border right away. So that's not issue number one that I would be worried about. And I'd probably evaluate the trade offers, because there will be a lot of trade offers for Sam Bennett. He's a well, well-respected well player. Uh, but I would start there. Where's the best deal I can make? If the best deal I can make is to the States, but it's only marginally better, and a, a deal to a Canadian team, then I'd probably take the Canadian deal. I would be nervous trading Sam Bennett in the division. I'll throw one at you. How important is the expansion draft for this? Like, if I'm looking at, let's just say hypothetically it's Ottawa, and if you're the Flames, you want to get a guy that you don't have to protect back from the, a younger player. they got lots of young guys. Uh, would that be something that would entice you? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, for sure. If you get a, a guy who doesn't have to be protected, for sure that's an asset. And believe me, that, that's a great point, Bob. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because that's being talked about in every deal that teams are making now. Is they're looking at their expansion list and seeing what it does to that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, Ryland is on line number five. Ryland, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. You're on with Brian Burke. Go for it. Hey, I can't believe I'm talking to Berkey. My question is, uh, with Caleb Jones, with him not being in the lineup um, every night, could you see him getting packaged to Columbus to play with his brother Seth for one of their goalies? Because I feel like they have to trade one of their goalies, otherwise they're going to lose them in, uh, in expansion, and those guys are two pretty valuable goalies. Yeah, they are. But but uh, I think Caleb Jones is someone like when I talk to the Oilers brass about Caleb Jones, they never they've never discussed moving him to me once. They really think that he's a, a top young defenseman that's going to get better. And so I don't I haven't heard that, and I don't sense that. Uh, it, there's some logic to it. 
Uh, just to just to clarify, I'm going to have to check into. I might even just reach out to Jerry here during the break. Uh, the caller is referring to Jonas Corposello and Elvis Merzlikins, and for some reason. I'm thinking that they can protect one and don't have to protect. I could be wrong on that, but for I don't know if they were the team where they had two guys that could play and they don't have to uh, protect because of how few games one of them's played. Maybe they're not at that limit. Like they would be at, Merzlichkins is at 39 uh, NHL appearances so far in his career through two years. And Corpusello's obviously played. I'll have to look into that more. I thought for some reason uh, that they don't have to. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the Rangers or the organization that was in that position. Uh, but uh, good question. Uh, let's go to uh, Brian. Thank you, Ryland, for calling the show. We're going to go to uh, Brian on line number five. I believe he's got a question for Brian Burke about the playoff format. Brian, how are you? Thank you, and uh, good afternoon, Mr. Burke. Great. Uh, I always love listening to you anytime you're on the radio or on uh, TV. What I wanted to pose to you was uh, with this COVID uh, situation happening, the pandemic, well, hitting basically the, the uh, three divisions south of the border, um, how, do you feel that it's going to uh, affect the playoffs? And how I mean by that is last year they did everything on a percentage basis. And in in my humble opinion, and I think a lot of Oilers fans, uh, the Oilers got shafted because they had to play that round robin. Uh, Do you feel that there's a potential of the same thing happening? And if so, uh, if the Canadian division were to play the full 56 games, do you think that would only apply to the American divisions? Oh, great question. I said a week ago that I I predicted that I was comfortable that some team, I didn't name one, but at least one team, if not more, would not be able to play the full 56 games. So you've got a, a really tightly compressed schedule, and now you've got to backlog all these games. So there were three games postponed tonight. Minnesota shut down for a week, a total of three games. They've got to fit those three games in. Now they've got a little bit of runway at the end of the regular season, but not a lot. And so baseball... If I'm not mistaken, baseball just didn't play games that didn't matter late. If they had a series late in the in the season and it didn't count, no one had playoff implications, they just canceled it. And so I could see more games being canceled, and I could see they added. It's funny because I said this a week ago. I think today they added winning percentage to the, the league stats. So someone's paying attention. Someone's realizing this might be a possibility because I heard on a radio show today on NHL Network, they've added that to the stat pack. So my view would be, as a purist, if Canadian teams all play 56 games, then just go with the regular standings like you would any other regular tiebreakers, everything else. Thanks for the call. You can uh, reach us at 780-496-0063 on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, Merzlichkins is waiver-exempt currently uh, because of the games, as few games, and he is also expansion-exempt. Uh, for the Seattle, or so Seattle, in other words, Columbus is in a, just to clarify, Columbus is in a position where they can protect Corpus Salo 
and Elvis Merzalich comes represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson, uh, is still, a, uh, Seattle cannot claim him. Uh, so that basically puts Columbus Bryan in a pretty good position there with two pretty decent goaltenders. I, yes. I've got a b- bunch of other calls here, but I do want to get to some texts. They're coming in fast and furious out of Vancouver. Sonny in Vancouver says, Bob, can you ask Mr. Burke, what is the policy for NHL players, coaches, and staff in regards to COVID-19 at home and away from the rink? Someone has to be bringing the infection in. Are they instructed to take precautions from Sonny in Vancouver? Brian, what have you been able to glean in terms of information in that regard? Well, what the GMs, I've talked to a number of GMs about it before we even started. I talked to Kenny Holland at length about it. And, you know, what were they going to do room checks? We're going to do a buddy system. And he said, no, we're just going to educate our players. And the protocol is you're to minimize your contact with the outside world to the extent you can. Have your groceries delivered. You finish practice, you go home. Now, guys have to buy gas. Uh, They have to have some limited interaction. Maybe have to run out and get baby formula one night. But they're supposed to keep their interaction with the public uh, all, all together to a minimum. So it's a total lockdown for the players. And it's wearing on them. The players will tell you, this is not fun. You practice, you go home. If you're on the road, you practice, you go back to the hotel, you stay in your room by yourself. At least during the bubble, they had common rooms and the players could do stuff together. Now they just sit in their room. So it's wearing on them, and I can see why. We're joined by Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. We're going to re-engage on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. John on line number seven. John, you're on Oilers now. You're on with Brian Burke. Hi, thank you, Bob. Uh, thanks for taking my question, Brian. My my question uh, is about Ted Nolan. I, I'm wondering, uh, here's somebody who clearly wants to be coaching in the NHL and has a lot of success coaching uh, at the NHL level and minor leagues as well as the Olympic level. Um, what do you attribute the reason being to him not getting more of it, more chances to coach in the NHL? Well, I saw an interview with Ted where he feels clearly that there's a racial injustice element to this. Um, what I would say is when I've considered him, when I've had coaching vacancies and he's been available, I always had someone that I preferred. That's all. It wasn't that I wouldn't hire him. It was that I had a, a candidate that I preferred. So, to, And I don't think – I'm not sure Teddy was available for really any of the coaching changes that I that I went through because I didn't have many. And I don't want to change the subject, but I never fired a coach I hired. I was patient with my coaches. I fired coaches that I inherited, but not that I hired myself. Um, I think Ted, I drafted, I drafted his, his son. It's a good family. I, I don't know why. I will say this. The tendency with head coaches has been the last few hires and GMs alike, are, they're going younger. Thank you very yeah. much. Not Thanks, John. Rough, but Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. Uh, another thing with coaches, you're hot and then you're not. You know what I mean? Like there was a while there. I mean, he won the, he won the coach of the year, but you, you know what I mean? Like there's a cycle and there's a window sometimes for coaches and only certain coaches seem to get multiple. And when I mean multiple, I'm talking three because some guys get a second opportunity. Often they don't get a third one. 780-496-0063. That's the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Brian Burke uh, with us. And we're going to go to Andy S. Back to line number one. Andy, how are you? 
I'm really good, guys. Uh, welcome, Brian, to the greatest Canadian uh, radio sports show in uh, Canada. It's great to have you on. I wanted to ask you about the situation in Brian, in Ottawa, Brian. Uh, they're losing terribly. Something happened last year. They were getting rid of their players. Uh, we know something about losing here in Edmonton, obviously, but they're so non-competitive. I really feel sorry for that team and the fans. Is there something uh, the NHL should have or could have done to, to, to right the situation? Well, I don't know. I can't understand the the start that they're having. Uh, to me, they've got no goaltending, and that that's it's impossible to win when you get no goaltending. And so that to me is the number one thing. They're clearly headed in the right direction. Pierre Dorian's made a bunch of moves that set them up really well for the future. Stutzel is going to be fine. Jake Sanderson will help. They're clearly going the right way, and their young players look good. But they're not getting any goaltending. And then they seem to get discouraged in games. They get down early and they get discouraged. And they lose their system and lose their structure. I really like their coach. I think he's an excellent coach. Um, and I think what happened was the one the one question mark that people in hockey are talking about is, they. and I, again, I give credit to Pierre. He tried to, he, he realized, okay, I'm under the cap. We've made a lot of light, nice future moves. Let's get, make some present moves. So sign Dodonov. Uh, trade for Stepan, um, you know, bring in some veteran guys and try and be better right away, and it hasn't worked. So I, I'm puzzled by that team more than any other team in the Canadian division on why it's not working. They're tough, but they don't always play tough, and I think that's part of their DNA they got to get back to is they put together a tough team, now they got to play with tough players, play tough hockey. Thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to get to two quick, actually it's one text. It's from former defenseman Mark who says, love hearing you as a guest in the letters now, Brian. I appreciate that you cut through the BS. Uh, can you tell us what, uh, you think is the biggest stumbling block towards making all NHL teams financially viable slash self-sufficient? Of course, there's a cap system, uh, and revenue sharing and all those sort of things. So that's the first question from former defenseman Mark. Yeah, what I'd say, Mark, is I think the league's done a really good job. The, the NHL Players Association made a very intelligent decision years ago when they elected to agree to a hard cap. They said, if we're going to agree to a cap on our earnings, and it's a triple cap system, so you've got an individual team cap, no player can make more than 20% of the, of the salary cap, you've got a rookie cap, and you've got a hard cap on the roster. So it's a triple cap system. They said, if we're going to give that up, all of that movement up, then you've got to help the, the, the struggling teams. So 8.5% of hockey-related revenue is redistributed to the teams that are less successful. So they get a big check. Like the last year I was in Calgary, the top four teams got $25 million U.S. apiece. So when you look at a, a Florida and you say, boy, they must be losing $30, $40 million. No, they're not because the league writes them a check for revenue sharing, and then they get their, their league check for television revenues and licensing and all that other stuff. And that's up. You're up around forty million, forty-five million dollars right there. So, it's it's not as bad as it looks, and they've done a good job. I worry. It's it's interesting. Mark brings that up because I've said this on this show. I really worry what happens this year, where that pool is gone. Yep. And these teams still have to pay their salaries. They're reduced by twenty percent escrow, ten percent deferral, but they're basically playing, paying seventy cents on the dollar and getting fifty-six out of eighty-two games. If math doesn't work. So without the revenue sharing, I think a couple of those teams are going to be in trouble. Twenty to twenty-five million dollars, you said. Uh, the top four teams were, were those four teams all in the United States that year. Uh, 
I'm not sure. Three of them were. There you go. I'm not sure if Ottawa was one of the ones that received the the big number. So four teams got twenty five million. Uh, to me, what Ottawa needs to do, Brian, Ottawa is like, and for, the one thing I have is hair. I mean, I'm too heavy, but I have hair. And so I'm not taking a shot at guys that are bald, but sometimes you see guys that are losing their hair, and they, they, they have comb-overs and stuff, and you just got to go all bald when you get to a certain point. And to me, that's what Ottawa needs to do. They, they tried to bring in some vets. The vets look disengaged at times. Just go with your young guys. Let her rip. Build some energy. That's what I would do if I was Pierre Dorian in Ottawa. But what do I know? Well, no, they'll get to that. They're just uh, well. You can't throw in the towel after ten games or nine games. Yeah. Like in my mind, they'll get to that point. At some point, all the kids are going to play in every situation. At some point. Yeah. But Derek Derek Stepan's a good hockey player. I don't know why he's not playing well right now, but he's a good hockey player. I've had him. Yeah, I wonder in the U.S. program. I wonder whether or not Bennett makes sense there at some point. Brian, let's do this. We got lots. We, I, I know you can see. I think you said you can stay with us till about one forty-five, one fifty. Is that right? One fifty. Yeah, one fifty. So here's what we're going to do. We got Ross and a couple other callers. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Brian Burke at about one thirty four, one thirty five. Hang with us here on Oilers now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.